Sunrift Adventures and Historic Travelers Rest South Carolina has been outfitting the foothills for over 37 years with the best boats, bikes, tents, and more. With great brands, Sunrift has you covered for every adventure. Stop into Sunrift Adventures' unique outdoor shop and say hello today. Go to sunrift.com for more information. That's sunrift.com. Nature's Edge is brought to you by the Angler Magazine of Western North Carolina, Western North Carolina's only magazine dedicated to the fishing enthusiast. Pick one up at over 400 locations throughout Western North Carolina or visit them online at theanglermagazine.com to find out more. And be sure to follow them on Facebook, Angler Magazine of Western North Carolina. Programming support for Nature's Edge comes from the Native Watercraft, locally made fishing kayaks designed for Carolina waters and beyond. Models featuring the hands-free Propel Pedal Drive system, the new Slayer 12XC, perfect for fishing the French Broad, as well as a full range of kayak fishing accessories can be purchased at the Native Watercraft Factory Store at 210 Old Airport Road in Fletcher, North Carolina. Again, that is 210 Old Airport Road in Fletcher. For more details, Google Native Watercraft Factory store. Hey guys, welcome to the program. Dale here and Nature's Edge is on the air. You know, we're going to get right to our guest today because I've got a lot of questions for him and uh, he's a uh, He's known by many of you, uh, Leon Eric Brooks III, better known as Kick Brooks, is an American country music artist. He's an actor. He's a film producer. Uh, he's probably best known for being uh, one half of the music duo Brooks and Dunn, and he's host of uh, radio's American Country Countdown. Kick Brooks, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dale. How you doing today? I'm doing good, my friend. Uh, before we get started, I really want to congratulate you and Ronnie on being selected to the Country Music Hall of Fame and the and the new album Reboot. Well, thanks. Uh, Reboot is, uh, I think, kind of like the Mafia. You know, just when you think you're uh, done, as in Brooks and Dunn, we uh, we get pulled back in, and <laughs> we kind of pulled ourselves back in. And uh, the Country Music Hall of Fame is is so over the top for me it's it's really kind of hard to talk about i know it is and uh but again congratulations and you know like me you grew up on those red dirt roads of north louisiana you see what i did there and uh absolutely (laughs) and uh i know your granddad was a farmer and i think he had a dairy if i'm not mistaken and your dad had companies that worked outdoors and uh, since it's an outdoor program, talk a little bit, uh, if you don't mind, Kicks, about how those early days kind of molded who you are today. Well, you know, you're exactly right. and uh, I think the outdoors give you a sense of, um, without getting too philosophical, give you a sense of person and um, and how you fit in the world. I mean, it's it's funny, I was just down at, at my farm in Louisiana, which you visited before uh, this last week, and um, was with with a couple of folks from New York that are coming down, a uh, really talented architect who's helping me build a cabin down there. And uh, everything down there was so strange and crazy and over the top to them. I mean, every little thing, they were just amazed and fascinated by stuff that we kind of take for granted yeah and i think uh on the one hand there's nothing wrong with taking it for granted because 
you really are a part of the world. You know this way better than I do, of course, with some of your extreme explorations. But for me, just being in the swamp to see, I mean, I probably saw half a dozen snakes in an afternoon down there just just puttering around uh, in the backwater, you know, screwing around a couple of alligators. We got bears moving in like crazy. I mean, all those things are really fun. They make you smile, but they, they make you appreciate, you know, knowing about that stuff, not being afraid of that stuff as long as you're respected. Um, and, again, just kind of appreciating the world. I, I, I really feel sorry for folks that, that haven't had those experiences and spend their life indoors uh you know, their whole lives behind a desk, and uh, I know we need uh, we need that part of our America to, to keep things ginning, but I'm, I'm glad I'm part of the world that likes to get outside and has the opportunity to do that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, i got to get back down there. We've got to got to get back in those four-wheelers and, and explore a little more. Absolutely. Kix, what, uh, what inspires you today? Um, that's a... That's a good question. You know, I'm I'm inspired by uh, more than ever. Uh, the older I get, I'm really inspired by people that respect the world around us. I mean, ten minutes ago, I'm back in Nashville right now, and I almost got in a a serious altercation with a guy who flipped his cigarette out the window. <laughs> you know, it's it's like the world is not your trash can. Yeah. And cigarettes you know those filters are made out of plastic and they do not degenerate and i learned that from a buddy of ours that from Russell, louisiana rob newsom who's sure climbed it was a mountain guide all over the world climbed got it on mckinley and climbed the badass mountains in the himalayas but you know he taught me about things like that and you know, when we're in college and we're kids and we're just bebopping around and a lot of people probably think that comment i just made is nonsense but, you know, it's it's like respecting the respecting our planet and the world on every level because guys like me and you, man, there's I go to Alaska every year and when I'm up there I'll go for days and not see one piece of trash. Not to top off a straw, a cigarette butt and it's it's the thing that really amazes me. You you ask, you know, what impresses me to look around and go, Man, this world would just be freaking amazing if it wasn't for people. Yeah. <laughs> we screw so much stuff up. It's just, like I said, it's the older I get, the less patience I have for people that don't respect our, our world and our outdoors. Well, I think my audience is probably standing up and cheering you right now. They, uh, they <laughs> tend to, they tend to, to, to buy into, uh, to that and, and not just buy into it. They, they tend to do something about it. Yeah, that's awesome. I know you guys, uh, you're still doing the Vegas show, you and Ronnie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've got, uh, we'll be out there in June and be back in, uh, be back in December during the rodeo finals. We played, you know, every year out there for years. Sure. We're at Caesars Palace at the Coliseum, that amazing theater that Celine Dion built years ago. And, um, and it looks like we'll, we're finishing up a contract, probably go at least another year with Reba out there. Well, that's not a bad thing, and that, that's not it's a bad. Fun. Yeah, that's not a bad gig either. I wouldn't think. It's it's great, you know. We we also have we probably got a dozen uh, shows we're doing this year. Again, I thought we back in 2010 we were probably finished, but as uh, 
as time goes on, we had about a five-year break, you know, and as you know, made some movies and did a lot of things that, uh, that I'd wanted to do. And, and then uh, Reba asked us about getting together and doing the Vegas thing. That was fun. And then our manager said, hey, I've got a show at the Superdome if y'all want it. And we go, heck, we'll sing them again. And next thing you know, it's <laughs> kind of ginning up a little bit. I don't think we'll ever tour again. Really don't have any desire to like we you know when we toured hard for 20 years without sure. stopping but it's still fun man I, I still love music still performing still love performing and, and ronnie and i are at a great place with each other we're having a lot of fun with these songs and even kicking a kicking a few song ideas back and forth so we might even write something together well you know you going back to the superdome is kind of going back home didn't you sort of start out your musical uh career in new orleans well, in a way, I did. You know, when I was in at Tech, I, uh, it's funny. I was just down in Austin uh, uh, about a weekend ago with uh, Ray Wiley Hubbard, and probably my first, I guess, the first shows I ever opened down there were for Jerry Jeff and Ray Wiley and yeah. Guy Clark. A lot of those great Texas singer songwriters is really what I wanted to to do. But um, when I got out of Tech, I had never really. I had done a show or two in New Orleans, but I had never really gotten a good taste of it. And being from Louisiana, I'd always wanted to see if I could cut it in those jazz clubs and see what playing on Bourbon Street, really playing on Bourbon Street for more than just a one-off was like. So I think my last run was 72 nights in a row down there, and I got a good snoot full. I was I was ready to go to Nashville when I came up here. Yeah, I, I, I know you were. What's the... Um, I, you know, I get asked this sometimes about what I do, but uh, Kix, what's the worst part about what you do? Um, honestly, the worst part is, you know, is photo sessions and uh, and publicity. And, um, you know, a lot of times you just you get on radio tours and stuff like that when, you know, you you're, you feel like it's it's promoting, you know, marketing and all that kind of it stuff. Is. I really love I really love the creative process. You know, I love writing songs and I love performing, uh, and I like the studio too. I, I don't always the studio, as you know, can can be tedious. So I like I like tracking and I like getting the, the guts of, of the music down and and. Um, and then you know you really have to go to work on it. You got that snare drum, you know, wasn't recorded just right, so you might have to call that drummer and come back and replace stuff. And you know, a lot of it gets down to being really worked to make it sound as good as you want to. But um, but all that all that stuff I really love. But being an artist, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of other stuff. All those pictures that you see on billboards and in books and oh, all yeah. that comes with them. And I can only stand there and smile so long. <laughs> Oh. Before I start going, okay, I hope y'all got it because I'm fixing to hit the wood. <laughs> I I absolutely hate photo shoots, but anyway, we, that's that's. Uh, we, we, I'm not that pretty. I'm not that pretty anyway. Yeah, I'm not I either. Think... So you know, it, it it it's it's never a a a pleasure to do that. But thank goodness we have some great photographers out there who uh, make us look better than maybe we are. But you know, I, yeah, no doubt. one thing somebody told me uh, that was in the entertainment business a long time ago, and and you can probably appreciate this, because uh, I was complaining about having to do some meet and greets, and he said, "Look, Dale, the longer you're on the air and the longer people watch you, they continue to do that really because they like you, and 
not so much about what you do. And I, I think there's, uh, I think there's some truth to that. Yeah, yeah, and some of that's again, some things like meet and greets. I don't mind, and we do that before the show. A lot of acts like doing that after the show. Yeah, when I'm sweaty and I come off stage and whatever, I'm ready for a cold drink and and. You know, that's a good time for close friends to come back and really catch up who've come out to see you play and stuff. And beforehand, you know, for folks just to hear where they're from and, you know, they, we saw you here and we saw you there. And, you know, all that stuff kind of gives me, puts a little wind in my sails before I go on stage. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like Garth, I know he likes doing his afterwards. Yeah. He'll be all sweaty and whatever. It just seems like a tough time to, to try and... Uh, settle down and visit with folks yeah i like doing things beforehand as well because you know afterwards i just i have to kind of come down off of that off of that high and i just i just sort of want to sit there and and uh and drink a cold beer and, and just kind of get back to being a, a normal person i guess uh, uh and uh well let me ask you what's uh, uh what are you doing in your downtime you know, I I love to travel. Um, uh, my son and I, in two weeks, I'm going to uh, Scotland to play golf for a week, something I've always wanted to do. I love to play golf. Absolutely. Um, uh, and I don't have a ton of downtown. You know, you know, I have a winery. I do. And uh, so days that I'm not on the road playing music or I'm not making radio, um, yeah, I love going out to the winery and just hanging out. The the whole winemaking process. I have a couple of great winemakers, but I learn about that every time I get out there, and it's uh, it's something I really enjoy. And I feel like for the rest of my life, I can keep working on that and learn more learn more about making wines. Pretty fun. Um, and as you know, I just love to hunt and fish. We oh, can go. We can do a ten hour show about that. Oh yeah, um, we and and I think we'll have to do that one of these days. Uh, but I like to record those shows out in the sitting in the blind. Oh, uh, that's fun. Well, how do you ever kill anything if you're out there talking, Dale? <laughs> you know, now, now, <laughs> well, you know, I'm very creative. <laughs> <laughs> Kicks up uh, after all these years and all your successes. Do you still think you got stuff to say? I hope so. I sure hope so. You know, the the hardest part, you know, for songwriting is, um, I think I had my first publishing deal in 1980. So, um, you know, so I've, I've been at the same publishing company for over 30 years. And, and um, it's, I've, I guess I only mention that because I've just written a lot of songs, several thousand in, in one of my catalogs. And, and that's the hardest part. You got something to say. You have a new emotion, you know, when you lose a friend or you something else, and you start thinking about some girl and maybe uh, how how you split up and how you could have done a better job like that or how you still feel. And maybe you didn't say that the right way in the last song, but man, uh, slicing uh, slicing that meat a little thinner sometimes is that's really that's really when it gets tough. I think it's why. Most people, uh, their catalogs and most of their most of their work is done, you know, probably in their twenties and thirties. It's it's when you're really fresh, you're just you're just getting a good feel for it, figuring it out. It's real exciting. All those emotions are close to the bone, and um, and then as you get older, you know, you have to. Uh, I think you know you're good at your craft, but after you've kind of 
written all that stuff and painted all those pictures, um, that's that's when uh, you know you really stare at that piece of paper for a long time before you get started. Because every time I get started, I'm like, I already did that. I already said that. Sure. You know, and it, it gets tough to say it a different way. It does. Did you and uh, did you and Ronnie write together? I mean, did you did you guys oh, yeah. ever uh, have a specific time where you went and sat in a barn and and uh, and wrote? I mean, I, I know y'all collaborated a lot, but but you specifically yeah. would sit down, uh, particularly if you had a new album coming or something. We early on we were we did a lot of that. Um, you know, as as we got a few albums in, I mean, we wrote. You know, the day, the week we met, we wrote Brand New Man and Next Broken Heart, which were our first two number one records. Right. Uh, Ronnie, before we met, had already written Neon Moon and Boot Scoot and Boogie. And I had written Lost and Found, which were our first five hits on that first album. And then we just, we did. We worked hard. We had a, a good friend of mine who I kind of brought to the, to the dance and helped produce our records, Don Cook, the, probably the first five. The three of us, we, we did make, you know, I'll meet you at two o'clock at your barn, and and uh, let's go to work. And we wrote a lot of songs like that, uh, and a lot on the road too. You know, Don would come out and ride with us on the road. But uh, as time went on, it was more we're out there together all the time. And Ronnie just, you know, he literally we have separate buses parked right next door to each other, and I'd be working on something or watching TV, and I get an email. He goes, "Hey, what do you think of this?" And he'd send me a few lines, and I go. You know, and I'd kick something back to him, and then eventually one of us would wander over to the other guy's <laughs> bus with a guitar and go, all right, so how's this thing go, you know, if we start getting excited about something. I guess, uh, is Ronnie still doing his photography stuff? <laughs> oh, yeah. He has really gotten good at it, too. And uh, we had an old warehouse where we used to keep a bunch of T-shirts and stuff, and, and I sold him my half, and he's turned that thing into a whole... Uh, print studio he's got a bunch of printers and uh i'll give him credit he's kind of like me when he gets into something he he's all in and uh, and he's really dedicated himself on our days off in vegas when i'm playing golf um he'll get he'll, he keeps his bus out there and he'll go out to death valley or yeah. wherever and just you know and he'll shoot pictures for a couple of days when when we're down so He's really, really dedicated to it, and I, I have to commend him. He's he's really doing some good stuff. If you if you've been checking it out, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've have seen a couple of spreads he's actually had in in a few magazines, and uh, yeah, yeah, he did had the cover of Cowboys and Indians. He absolutely, like yeah, he sure did. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Well, I got to ask you, we got uh, about three or four minutes left here. Uh, who's your derby pick? Oh Lord, it's 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 still early for me. You know, I'm kind of a day of, but I know. my dad. My dad was big time into into uh, race horses. Oh, and I know it. So much, so much stuff goes on with those ponies, uh, even the week of. Uh, you know, I know we're getting close. Yeah. But, um, it's it's uh, it's interesting day of, and I, I hadn't missed a derby in a long time. I'm gonna uh, be like I said, be headed over to Scotland, so uh, I'm gonna miss this year, but. Um, but I'll, I'll real really um, get start getting uh, crazy with the racing form usually the day before. Let me tell and you, look at Cutting Humor. Okay, he's my he's a horse I like, but he's a sixty to one long shot. But uh, interesting, yeah. But he had a very impressive win at Sunland Derby, and I I think he's he just may be uh, that that sixty to one shot that does it. 
Wow. Well, I'll uh, I'll give him a look. <laughs> yeah, give him a give him a give him a long look there and uh, uh, do that. Um, Kicks, you got any words of wisdom for for all these up and coming uh, independent musicians we have here in Asheville? Man, you know the the only thing that applies to so many things in life you you really, especially in music, with the the way our business has changed. Um, you know, there's there's very little sales of CDs or any physical product in a, in a world of streaming. Yeah. When everyone is getting their music through Spotify, you don't have to buy music anymore. You know, you can, you can listen to anything you want, anytime you want to listen to it, and if you listen to a couple of ads, you don't have to pay anything for it. So, you know, I would, which, it's really no different than, than when we got started. I mean, it, if you don't, if you don't do this because you in your heart you have to because you just love to do it because every time your friends come over you're compelled to pull out a guitar and start singing and get them to sing and get a band together and go play every chance you get if you're not willing to do that for nothing and enjoy it for nothing it's a terrible way to make a living (laughs) but if you're good enough and if you're if your whole life is really dedicated to it and you really spend that much time doing it, there's a good chance that you'll be good enough to make a living. But it's if you're in if you're in it for the money, boy, you're making a huge mistake. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Well, before I let you go, I got to ask about the family and uh, how they're doing. My family is great. My son's writing for Hallmark right now. He's a screenwriter out right. in Los Angeles, and he uh, actually has a. a movie i saw last night he's writing three different movies for them right now but he he has a movie that's on the hallmark uh, hall of fame right now called love takes flight that got really high rating yeah and he's out there yeah he's out there writing them by himself now so uh, as you know our friends dustin and william that are part of our uh, production company they're uh, they're also working at hallmark's kind of taking us under under their wing we went from making a bunch of uh gross and crazy movies to being uh, adopted by the sweetest production folks out there. Yeah, yeah. Fact <laughs> Eric, thought, Eric thought he was going to be Tarantino when he got out there, and, and now it's all love and lovey-dovey all the time. Yeah. And my daughter has uh, has a book out, uh, these tweener books about two teenage girls in outer space. She's writing for Disney, and her books, uh, she's Molly Brooks, you can find her online, and uh, her books are about these teenage kids called Sanity and Tallulah. And they live on a space station with their parents, and she's really successful and doing great. All right. Harvard's doing good, and, yep, we're about to go to Spain yeah. after Scotland and have a vacation. But she said to be sure and tell you, hey. Yeah, give Barbara a big hug from me. And, uh, Kicks, right. thank you for doing the show, my friend. You betcha, Dale. Have a good one, pal. I will, buddy. You've been listening to Nature's Edge. By endurance, we conquer, my friends. Run wild and run free. Visit naturesedgemedia.com. You can check out podcasts, videos, lecture archives from Dale, and much more. Thank you for listening to Nature's Edge with Dale Stewart, brought to you by Angler Magazine of Western North Carolina.